Welcome to Candidates of Liberty, a special series from Lions of Liberty dedicated to spotlighting libertarian candidates across the country. If you enjoy our work, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our newest show here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, Candidates of Liberty. This is your host for today's episode, John Odermatt. This is the show where we interview libertarians who are running for public office. We talk about their campaigns, talk about some of the issues that are important to them, and even about again, the specifics of their opponents and things of that nature. This is the 14th episode of Candidates of Liberty, so that means the show notes page can be found at lionsofliberty.com slash col14. Don't forget, this is only one of four shows that we have right now on Lions of Liberty. Of course, we have our three normal shows every Monday, our longest-running program, our flagship program, hosted by Mark Clare, where Mark interviews leaders in the Liberty Movement and hosts roundtable discussions. Every Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, hosted by Brian McWilliams, which is your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty. And every Friday, we have my show, Felony Friday, where I focus every single week on exposing injustice in this nation's broken criminal justice system. And between those shows, every Tuesday and Thursday, through the end of this month, through the end of October 2018, we have Candidates of Liberty. So that lays out everything we have here at Lions of Liberty right now, five shows per week. So to get all five of those shows, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, wherever you get your podcast, just hit that subscribe button. You don't want to miss a single show of this content that we have here. This is the most diverse libertarian podcast network that ever existed. I, I believe so. I believe that's a fact. You can look it up. All right, let's get to the interview. My guest today on Candidates of Liberty is Larry Sharp. Larry is a successful businessman and the Libertarian candidate for governor in New York. Larry has been campaigning hard across the entire state of New York, and he's made it onto some uh, big-time media platforms recently, including Joe Rogan, The Rubin Report, and just this past week on the uh, John Stossel Show with Reason. Larry, welcome to Candidates of Liberty. You made one mistake, my friend. You called me a successful businessman. No longer. <laughs> I, th those days are long gone. Um, I spend all my time campaigning. I don't make any money anymore. Are you kidding me? It's horrible. I, I guess you can't be a successful businessman and a politician at the same time. That's uh, well, well, you can, but you got to be corrupt. That's the problem. See, that's, <laughs> that's the problem right there. You can. It's absolutely possible. But uh, oh, no, man. I mean, I spend all my time doing this. I, I've been doing this for over a year. Um, I started last summer. I lost over 50% of my income last year doing this, and I will lose over 75% of my income this year doing it. And I'm doing it now, I'm saying this not to make you feel sorry for me. I'm making, I knew what I was doing when I got into this. I'm, I'm saying this to let you know that I'm serious, that I wouldn't be sacrificing so much if I didn't think that I could really make impact in this state, if I couldn't make impact in this nation, if I couldn't make an actual change to where we can see that third parties can actually win this thing. I mean, the Libertarian Party and the Libertarian message is a good message. If we take the time and do it right, we can make real impact. And I'm trying to model the behavior that I want others to copy. So, Larry, let's talk a little bit about you're talking about this impact, making an impact in maybe the most liberal state in the United States, New York, of course. So why decide to run for governor in New York? Was there some some moment in time, something that triggered that, that you said, I've had enough, I got to do this? Or what, what did it for you? 
No, lots of them. Look, first off, I'm a New Yorker. So if I'm going to run, I'm going to run in New York. I love my state and I would run no matter what. I mean, if I'm going to run, I'm not going to you know, move to California and run. Right, right. I'm going to run in the state that I live in, which is New York. So that's the easiest part. But not just that. I mean, New York has, has some really bad things happening right now. We have over 100,000 New Yorkers leaving our state every single year. We've lost over a million since our governor, His Majesty King Andrew Cuomo II, took, took the throne eight years ago. Um, that's a lot of people leaving. And I was going to be one of them. I was thinking about moving to North Carolina, believe it or not. I was thinking of moving outside of Charlotte. I mean, to do what I do when I was successful, um, you have to have a big city. So I was considering moving to Charlotte. I saw how good it was in North Carolina, and I got mad. And I thought, why the hell am, am I, why the hell am I, my, is my state not like this? So I decided I don't want to move. So I'm running for a very selfish reason. I don't want to move. So I want to stay here in my state. My family is here. My friends are here. My business is here. My clients are here. I'm born here, raised here. Why would I want to go? So I want to fix my state. I like it. Good reason. The best reason to run. The only reason to run, really. So I want to talk about your, your appearance on, on Joe Rogan a little bit. Sure. Yep. So it, you know, I wouldn't say that Joe was hostile towards you. I mean, I think he uh, was a little dogmatic, you know, talking when you're talking education with him. But really, my takeaway or my. Oh, are you kidding me? Have you seen some of my, uh, my, some of my people who are against me? Oh, my God. They beat me up like that tomorrow. Joe Rogan was awesome. At least he talked to me. We had a conversation. Yeah. I have people who ask me questions, and it's just a setup. It's just trying to take me down. I've had people ask questions where it's all about, oh, you're libertarian? I'm going to ask you point blank. Do you want to destroy America? Why do you want to destroy America? That's basically the question I get. And then when I try to answer it, they just yell at me and say, why do you want to destroy America? So compared to Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan was fine. That's a fair point. And I, I guess people uh, listening to this from the libertarian perspective, libertarian community, people, maybe we get in a box here. We box ourselves off. And Joe really was coming mm-hmm. at it from a... Uh, a, a normal guy, you know, when, when you talk to a normal guy on the street about your plans for education, they've never heard that before. There's a little bit of pushback and he might've been a little bit yep. dogmatic in that pushback, but is, is that, I mean, is that something that, have you gotten that pushback elsewhere? No, look, let's be clear. That was totally my fault. That was a hundred percent my fault. The reality of it is I didn't, I wasn't savvy enough and this is my fault to understand my audience. I spend so much time running around New York. And in New York, we all know what's going on right now. We know that you know teachers are unionized. They don't lose money. That's not how it works. So there's no way for teachers to lose money. Not just that, teachers in New York, while they aren't wealthy, they aren't poor either. I mean, in Oklahoma, they're making $20,000 a year or less, and they're struggling. They need secondary jobs. In New York, in New York, they're not rich, but they're not struggling. The average New York teacher makes about eighty thousand dollars a year. So, I mean, and in New York State, that's not great, depending upon where you are. I mean, we're a very expensive state to live in. But my point being is, he didn't know those things. He didn't get that. So, when I'm traveling New York State, no one ever doesn't get it. They all get what I'm talking about. He didn't because he wasn't a New Yorker. He he didn't know whether we were really like Oklahoma or not. And I should have been clearer in my conversation. So I was very happy that it happened. It actually made me a better communicator for those people who aren't in New York State. So I'm, I'm glad it happened. It's my fault. So how would you approach that if you had that opportunity again to, to explain it a little differently? To explain just the education piece. Yeah, what I would have talked about is while we're losing the $4 billion from the federal government, what that would mean is 
we would have a surplus because we lose administrators. Administrators make about $150,000 per year or more, that's average, or more in New York State, while teachers make 80000 So for every administrator we lose, that's two teachers. But not just that. With the, when, you, when you do my 11th and 12th grade plan, when you actually move that out of actually mainstream school, mm-hmm. at $20,000 for two years, you actually save $12,000 per student with 400,000 students in New York State in 11th and 12th grade, you actually save over $4 billion, almost $5 billion, which means you easily make up all of the federal funds plus still have a surplus, which is what I should have simply told him, and I did not, because people here get that immediately because mm-hmm. they know the system, they're in the system, and they get it. So shame on me for not being clear. Well, you know, I think uh, a great thing about your campaign is, Larry, is – Every libertarian who wants to run for office, who is running for office, should be watching your campaign, should be looking at your media appearances, maybe not right now, but maybe when they're done campaigning, and see how you handle these things. And I think, I don't know if there's another libertarian candidate running in a statewide office who has, who has had this, as your campaign, this uh, far-reaching campaign. You're, you're definitely making a big impact. I think we're making a big impact. I wouldn't have run this thing if I couldn't have done that, right? I, I ran, I only run a race if I think there's a chance of me actually winning the race. And I can win this race. My most recent poll I put out, I'm at 33% name recognition and I'm pulling at, 30, at 13%. What does that mean? That means if I'm able to get my name out 100%, which is, don't get me wrong, it is Mount Everest doing that. I got it. It's hard to do that, but that's why I'm doing two, three, four events every day. That's why I'm doing media every day to make that actually happen. If I get that out, multiply that by three. 33 times three is 100. 13 times three is 39. In a five-way race, that's a win. Mm-hmm. So this is a winnable race still to this day. I know it's a, it's a sprint to the end. It's three weeks left, but it can be done. So yeah, but not just that. I have a team. I mean, the biggest thing I, I complain about all the time is the LP has always been about a bunch of candidates, a bunch of candidates, a bunch of candidates. I've never thought that was a good idea ever. I agree. I've always thought I'd rather have less candidates, mm-hmm. less candidates, less candidates, and more teams. We need infrastructure. We don't need more candidates. We need more people who know how to run campaigns, who know how to set up events, who know how to talk to the press, who know how to do fundraisers. And what I've been doing in my campaign is I have a massive team. I have seven or eight directors, plus I have a policy team. I have, I have three people who run Twitter. I mean, I have uh, 10 people who run Facebook and Instagram. I have lots of people who are doing these things. Who are, I have meme creators. I have, I have people who are now learning how to do this. What does that mean? That means when I'm done November 6th, those people are all now free to help everybody else who's running. If we had four or five or six candidates doing what I'm doing with massive teams like this, by 2020, we'd have a a boatload of teams prepared and ready to support all the local candidates. Mm -hmm. We don't have that now. We get a local candidate to run, and he or she has maybe one or two other people who are struggling to help them. They do everything themselves. And it fails every time. They get burned out. They hate it. They don't run it again. Or they get mad and yell and scream because they're not getting support. You're not going to get support. Why? We don't have infrastructure. Why? No one like me has run. But as I run, Mm -hmm. I build up the infrastructure so you will have it. All the haters who are mad at me, and there are many who are mad at me, it's okay. I still love you because when I'm done, I will have created a better environment for you. I'm Look, I'm the the biggest name right now running with an L by my name. We have others who are running, but many of them, they don't actually have an L by their name. They're nonpartisan or whatever the case may be. I'm running libertarian. 
Every interview I do, it's Larry Sharp, the libertarian candidate, mm -hmm. the libertarian candidate, Larry Sharp. I'm changing the brand so that we become the de facto third party, and that's what I want. Eventually, hopefully, the big party, but for sure, the de facto third party, which means now the next time somebody runs locally, they're like, oh, yeah, libertarians, I've heard of you. Oh, yes, you're valid. Now maybe we'll be in polls. Now maybe people want to give us money. The biggest, ha uh, the biggest hurdle I deal with right now is people who should be giving me money who aren't. Why? They think it's a waste of time. Because so often we failed, so often we've had no impact. Why? We have 80,000 candidates who can't do anything. I'd rather have less candidates who can make impact, who can get in media, who can change mindsets, who can draw in independents, Democrats, Republicans, who can do all those things, who can build infrastructure. That's what I'm doing. And I hope that people see that. And when this is over, should be really good for a lot of people. You talked about polling at the outset. You're 13% in the latest poll, I think you said. What about debates? Are you going yep. to get in a debate with Cuomo? Is that going to happen? Yeah. The odds are there will not be any debates, but we'll see. I don't, I don't think they're going to be any. They're trying to find them, put them together, but Cuomo keeps dodging, so I think he'll probably dodge. Um, and we probably won't have any. The, the advantage is I've already been accepted to be in the debates. The League of Women Voters runs our debates here in New York mm -hmm. State. And they've said, if there are debates, Larry Sharp will be in them. That's what I want to happen every single time across the nation. I want us to always be in debates whenever there are debates. And I'm hoping that will happen. Well, quick story. The, the League of Women Voters in Pennsylvania promised the same thing to the Dale Kearns campaign. I'm his campaign manager. And then one of the local news stations in Philadelphia with the ABC station there wouldn't let us in. They blocked us out. League of Women Voters took their name off the debate. So that's that's more progress. That's more good stuff. Women, say that one more time. The, the, League, the, League, of Women, of, the League of Women Voters did what? The League of Women Voters was co-sponsoring a, a debate, a U.S. Senate debate in Pennsylvania that's, that's going to be this Saturday. They had initially mm -hmm. promised us a spot like they promised you a spot. ABC6 mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, who's the other sponsor of the debate, wouldn't allow in Dale Kearns, the Libertarian U.S. Senate candidate. So the League of Women Voters pulled their support from the debate. So is there still going to be a debate? There is still going to be a debate, but they can't hide behind the League of Women Voters, which is a small, a small and, victory. And Dale, Dale won't be there? He won't be there, no. Oh, that sucks. I love Dale. That really <laughs> sucks. I didn't know that. It does suck, but you know we we got a small victory there with the League, the League of Women Voters, and hopefully that's something that we can we can spread across the country. Yeah, I, I think you should take the uh, League of Women the the actual debate anyway. Use a video and have Dale answer the questions and put it, put them in by a video. I think we've talked about doing that. No, we're definitely going to try to yes. do it. So you should do that because maybe the video will go viral. Do that, man. That's a good idea. I like Dale. He's going to rock it. Absolutely, Larry. One more question for you, okay? So this is this, is this isn't a gotcha question, but uh, definitely uh, take some yes, time thinking is. about it. So out of all, there's a lot of libertarian positions out there that are a little bit controversial, so much so that there's some libertarian candidates that you know they might not be 100 percent behind you know one of these viewpoints. For example, you know immigration yeah. or maybe some gun rights or schooling or something like that. Is there any libertarian viewpoint principle? That as a uh, candidate for governor, that you're not when that you're not behind it, that you have you you take issue with it. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe I don't. I don't know what the point of the question is. I don't know what you're asking me. I'm not well, sure. 
I'm not, I'm not trying to get you with the question. Uh, but just, just for example, other candidates have talked about immigration, how you know the, the libertarian standard is it's strictly uh, property rights, how it's and I think I think to a fault, we say it's just property rights, so it should be open borders. But libertarians really aren't arguing for open borders. We're arguing this should be a property rights um, society. And I would argue even Democrats aren't aren't arguing for open borders. But I'm not not going to not force you know, immigration on you. But I I I don't really know um, how to answer this question. So let me try to answer it the way I think you're trying to get at. Um, I am not in any way, shape, or form about pulling the rug out from people. If you pull the rug out from people or you make massive change very quickly, what happens every time is they get scared. If you make massive change or pull the rug out quickly, any of these things quickly, you will find people become afraid. And when people are afraid, they make bad decisions. Remember, this is America. It is very rare for the government to just take rights away. Almost always we vote them away eagerly because we are afraid. I would rather not make people afraid. That's what I like to do. So whatever libertarian policy or idea, that would be a thing that would make people afraid mm-hmm. um, so they do bad things. I'm going to try to mitigate that. I'm going to try to find an answer or facilitate an answer that will get us there without making people do dumb things, without having people make mistakes and make things worse. So does that answer your question or no? Yeah, it's like uh, I've heard I've heard before compared to uh, a game of Jenga. You don't want to you know, pull out the wrong cube and have the whole tower come down, right? Yeah, I mean, and yeah, that's the point. I mean, I want to make things better for New Yorkers and I want to make New Yorkers freer, but I'm not sure I can just say, no, you're free, go. I think that would make people afraid and they would do bad, dumb things. I'd rather not make that happen. Makes sense. That's a fair answer. Okay, Larry, just uh, one more thing. Can you tell everyone where they can find your campaign, support your campaign, volunteer for your campaign? Look, if you... Let me be clear about something here, and, and this will make some people upset, but I'm going to tell you anyway. This is the most important single campaign in the nation right now. Why do I say that? Because just imagine if I win this thing. If I win this thing, it will change the entire nation overnight. No other single campaign can say that. If we turn New York gold in 2018 – the entire nation will go, oh my God, libertarians are real. People will come out of the woodwork to become libertarians. We will get more donations, more power, more everything changes. And even better, if I'm the governor of New York, we actually could actually pull um, New York State in 2020 electorally. We could actually make that happen. We could actually make that happen. That would be amazing. But even if I come in second, if I beat the Republican, that would still be awesome. People would hear us, talk about us, understand that we are now the mainstream. We'd be the number two party in New York State. Just think about that. A state that was ranked 50th by Cato when it comes to freedom. The bottom, we would actually be the second party in that state. It would change everything. And if you want to help that out, that's awesome. Go to LarrySharp.com or you can go to Larry Sharp for New York Facebook page. If you want to donate, that's awesome. If you want to share, please share. Help out any way you can help out. That'd be amazing. Remember, it's Larry Sharp with an E, and the E stands for electable. All right. I like it. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Have a good one. All right. You too. We'll see you. All right. That is a wrap for today's show. Thank you again to Larry Sharp for coming on the Lines of Liberty podcast yet again. Of course, I will link to... Uh, Larry's other interviews. He's been on this show a couple times in the past. 
shows hosted by Mark Claire. I'll link to those on the show notes page. So be, be sure to check those out. And uh, yeah, so Larry is running one heck of a campaign up in the state of New York. I'm recording this on the 21st of October. This is not running until, I believe, uh, Thursday the 25th, I think. And there was some news that came out of New York between the time I recorded with Larry and between the time I'm recording this interview to publish it because I got a crazy week coming up this week, a fun week, though. And the League of Women Voters has come forward and invited uh, Larry and his opponents to a debate. We will see what happens if a debate does uh, actually materialize, which would be incredible because Larry would wipe the floor with uh, King Cuomo up there in New York. So fingers crossed. Let's hope that happens. Maybe by the time you're listening to this on Thursday the 25th, you will actually know if it happened. So anyway. A lot of interesting stuff going on in Larry's race. A lot to keep track of. Be sure to uh, go to his website, which I'll link to in the show notes page. Donate, volunteer if you're local in New York. Do everything you can to help out. Spread the word. Share stuff on social media. Just a great campaign to get behind. Speaking of great things to get behind, love that transition. It's flawless. Flawless, seamless transitions here on Lions of Liberty. Another great thing to get behind is, of course, the Lions of Liberty. Right, you're asking, how can I get behind the Alliance of Liberty? How can I help these guys to reach a wider audience, to um, maybe you know make so much money they can quit their day jobs and just devote all their time to producing content for the great listeners of the Alliance of Liberty podcast? Well, what you can do is you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash of Liberty. You can support us. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, um, the level's up from there. I'm not going to go into detail, but 10, 15, 25, um, you get merchandise and other things and access, more access, more access, the more you, you uh, contribute. So go check that out, patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Help the Lions of Liberty to spread the message of liberty. That's that's our goal here. So I'll leave it at that, guys. Great interview with Larry Sharp today. Hope you guys loved it as much as I enjoyed doing it. That's it for me today. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.